Please note this podcast does not provide medical advice. The information, images, and other materials contained are for informational purposes only. No information discussed is a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please seek help from your physician for medical questions or advice. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Brain Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Turos. I'm your brain coach. And my goal is to create a community of educators, therapists, clinicians, family members, researchers, and any other person who supports a healthy brain. Thanks for joining us today, and let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Brain Coach. I'm your brain coach, Mary Turos, and today we have Eric Robinson. He is the upper school coordinator at the Highland School in Bel Air, Maryland, um, Tell us a little bit more. Welcome, first of all, and tell us a little bit more about your your job. It sounds like you wear a lot of hats at that school. Hi, Mary. How are you? Uh, wow. yeah, so as, as a small school, uh, we specialize in, uh, in working with uh, children with learning differences, uh, right. usually language-based learning disabilities. Um, so I, uh, in addition to, you know, teaching the English classes and, and, and running the upper school, I also am uh, the woodworking teacher and co-manager uh, co of the drama department and uh, pretty much anything else that they need me oh to do. Oh my gosh, okay. So we so all keep exhausted. Um, we're recording this in early June, so you've got to be exhausted with all of that stuff. So you mentioned um, working with kids who have language disabilities. Mm -hmm. um, can you just briefly explain what that is? Because I know a lot of people don't really understand that, even when they have that diagnosis themselves. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It it manifests differently in 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 different people. Um, you know, it can be uh, you know it can be an expressive uh, language disorder. Uh, you know, whereas they uh, they have trouble with with written expression or you know answering oral questions. Um, it could be. Um, you know, a processing disorder, uh, when you know, it's just processing information and they need wait time, uh, mm -hmm. could be auditory processing. They might hear something differently. Uh, could be dyslexia, uh, where they, you know, they see something and, uh, you know, we typically think of dyslexia as, you know, letter reversals and things like that, but, you know, it's not always like that. Um, they tend to uh, spell phonetically. Um, they get the gist of the pas passage, but they miss the little tiny details because they get the big picture, but they get, you know, the, the, there's there's things that get lost. So there's a lot of different things and um, it's never boring working with these kids. No because, doubt. Uh, it's kind of like a, a puzzle. And, um, you know, definitely we build, uh, we build relationships and, and help them to understand what their challenges are. And, help them advocate for themselves. Fantastic. And at some point, I want to bring you back to talk about some of those, those specifics of each, you know, the receptive, the dyslexia, because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, a lot of people get these um, neurobehavioral reports, and they really don't understand what that means. And a lot, as you know, being in a school, a lot of times some the kids will present as just not paying attention. Mm -hmm. So, yes. you know, sometimes it's mislabeled as, as ADHD, perhaps when it's really a language 
mm-hmm. um, disorder of some sort. So definitely bringing you back before the school year winds up again. Um, I know you're exhausted now, but I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to pick your brain in, in a couple of months on this. Okay. So, no problem. so how did you even get into this field? You know, how did you choose working with, you know, people with, with reading deficiencies or uh, language disorder? It's interesting. Um, I, uh, it chose me, you know, I want people tell me that all the time, ask me that all the time, you know, and I said, well, you know, it kind of chose me. Um, I did a lot of different things. Uh, one of the classes that I teach is a junior seminar class. And we look at, uh, you know, career uh, explorations and, and things like that. Um, I've had over 26 different jobs in my 49 years. You know, it's, it's just been kind of running the gamut, uh, but I kind of looked at them one day and, I, and um, you know, I was at Home Depot and I was doing kids workshops and, and workshops for um, single homeowners, um, you know, mothers, um, to teaching uh, women, you know, how to do home repairs, you know, empowering them to, uh, you know, do things for themselves. So I've always been teaching in one form or another. Um, I was, uh, I, I got my English, uh, my undergrad was in English, writing a liberal arts double major at Towson. And um, I went to work at Home Depot because I didn't want to teach. And then <laughs> um, I, uh, you know, I, I did really well at Home Depot and I loved it. And um, then I got bored and I went, and uh, one of the things that I really liked was reading and writing. So I went, I got my, my master's degree in, uh, in reading education just because I was bored. <laughs> so as I was working at Home Depot after receiving my master's, um, somebody said, "Hey, you know, there's this uh, there's this person that uh, is um, you know looking for uh, academic coaches, and and uh, you know one thing led to another, and I kind of got in there, uh, mm-hmm. and my uh, I met my wife, and uh, she was working with Maryland infants and toddlers, and she went for recertification, and she met somebody." that she went to undergrad with, and they said they're looking for college professors, reading specialists at CCBC, the community college, Baltimore, community, community college, college of Baltimore County. Yeah. There we go, community, <laughs> college, community college of Baltimore County. Uh, and she said they're looking for reading specialists. So I actually became a college professor before I was, uh, you know, just a regular classroom teacher. That's funny. So uh, and then my sister-in-law was the, uh, was the secretary here at the Highland School because her daughter was here. And uh, I tried out the summer program and I loved it. And I worked part-time and I got my foot in the door and the rest is history. So uh, like yeah. I said, it, it kind of found me. Um, Isn't it interesting? You know, I've yet to meet a person who's working professionally in any, in really any particular profession that has beelined it mm-hmm. to what they're doing right now. You know, so that's one common thread that I see with everybody I talk with is that nobody is doing what they thought they'd be doing <laughs> at any given And I love that because that shows a growth mentality that we right. all want, right? And the flexibility. And I think that's great that you're modeling that because so many kids today feel like they have to have all their stuff together and know exactly what they want to do and blah, blah, blah. And and it I I hope if nothing else, when people listen to this, that they see that growth is not a linear path, right? No, not at all. You know, so it, it's, it's really fascinating, right? And when you find all these intelligent, really gifted people. And so you're definitely, this is definitely a passion of yours, you mm-hmm. know? So, so 
when you're working, what would you say you still get? I mean, there I can hear the passion in your voice. So I think I know the answer to this, but what do you get really excited about? Like professionally or personally or a combo? What would you what would you say to that? Um I I get excited when um kids find their passion. Um you know, and, and we um you know, we tell the students all the time that they don't have to have it all figured out. But, um, I, I, you know, I, again, this is the, the growth mindset, open mind, whatever. You know, I listen to a lot of people. Um, I want to say that it's Matthew McConaughey. He's like really hot right now. Um, but yeah, he's um, he's talking about, I think it was him, uh, how, um, you know, it's it's really, really difficult to find out what you want to do. But it's pretty easy to find out what you don't want to do. Right. And, um, and, and part of that is just going out and experiencing things, trying things. So when they find something that they're passionate about, or when they find something that they're really bad at, I get excited about that because at least they've done something. Right. Um, too often we have, you know, these kids that are just, you know, frozen in fear and, um, they're not able to figure out what they're good at or what they're horrible at. Um, but you know, just, just that, just that discovery uh, right. is, is what really kind of gets me going. Right. And I think it's, you know, I always tell the families that I work with, you only really have to be an expert in everything until you graduate high school. Right. Yeah, right. Then you don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that you don't like maps or it doesn't matter mm -hmm. that you don't like French or whatever it is. Right. But it's this experience in high school that we make kids feel like they have to be good at everything. And it's simply not true. So I, I think I agree with you 100% that. Yeah, it was um, from it. Dr. Hahn uh, in undergrad uh, at Towson. He said, you don't have to know all the answers. You just have to know where to look to find them. Yeah. And uh, again, that's, that's part of, you know, that exploration thing. Yeah, and, resources, um, right? Yes, so. absolutely. So, so definitely you have that passion. What would you say is, you know, there's a lot going on with teachers, especially now, you know, but what would you say the hardest part of your job is? Um, hardest part of my job is uh, dealing with the realities of the world. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if we have, you know, this little self-contained school with kids and, you know, we have access to them all the time. Um, great. You know, we can, we can, um, you know, we can affect great change and, and development, but, um, you know, these, these kids have families and there's a world out there and there's, there's hunger and there's crime and there's, there's insecurity and there's every, there's the baggage that they bring with them. Um, you know, the, um, you know, I'm sure you've, you've talked about this before, but the learned helplessness. Um, so we just, you know, that, that's, that's the hardest part of my job is to, to is to convince uh, these kids and sometimes even the parents that right. that they can do something um, right. just to raise those expectations because nobody's ever expected anything from them before and it's it's disheartening uh, but again you know that that's something that that, that drives me that excites me uh, when they start to hold themselves to a higher standard yeah yeah that's really a door opening process too you know mm -hmm. whole absolutely that's yeah I, I can imagine though it's bittersweet, right? Cause yes. you, you can only do what you can do. Yeah. And you can't reach them all. Right. But you can reach someone. So mm -hmm. what advice would you have for, for a family or a kid that's struggling right now? Like 
Do you have any general strategies um, to help people cope? Or um, you know, one of the things that I've done with with myself, um, just in my own personal life, yeah, um, dealing with you know anxiety disorders and and uh, just you know my own baggage, um, it's just learning about fear. Um, uh, Joyce Myers uh, was uh, the one that you know my mother used to talk to me a lot about, and she, she you know, her big thing is that you know it's okay to be afraid, but just do it afraid. Mm -hmm. um, fear is is really overpowering um so you know when people are struggling when people are trying to cope um yeah just tell them it's okay to be afraid but mm -hmm. don't let them stop don't let it stop you from doing anything um uh one of the things that i show my students is uh trevor reagan he he does this uh, ted talk about how to overcome fear and he says that uh fear you know when i get that fear feeling, um, you know, I take that as a signal from my brain that I need to do it because if I'm ah. afraid of it, then it's probably something that, that is going to be an opportunity for me to grow. Exactly. Uh, obviously that's within reason. And, you know, you yeah. don't want to run out of the battlefield when you're not trained or anything like that. I'm off a building. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, and, uh, I heard this recently and I was doing some research on it. Um, Turns out it's from Marianne Williamson, but oh yeah, okay, um, yeah. So our deepest fear is what that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. You're playing small does not serve the world, so that other people won't feel insecure around you. Um, you know, it's a lot of times, you know, people are anxious or afraid or you know, whatever it is, and that prevents them from seeing the possibilities. Mm -hmm. of getting out of you know whatever they're going through um my mother uh, it seems recent but you know it's three years ago uh she you know passed away from brain cancer and um you know we just kept saying to each other it's going to work out one way or another and it seems really trite and kind of simplistic and cliche whatever but yeah no matter what you're struggling with um it will work out one way or another mm -hmm. and you're not always going to be stuck in that spot. Something's going to change, and we have the power to make a change. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's um, yeah that, that I guess that fear uh, and there's resources everywhere. You know that's what I tell people. Um, no one is alone in any of this. That's a um, good point. We all feel sometimes you feel like you're alone. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, once you start opening up to the fear the anxiety the sadness the depression whatever it is you realize that wow there's other people that are feeling the same way there are other people that have been through this mm -hmm. uh, if people are worried about you know failing or losing their job you know there are other people that feel the same way right. and you can reach out to them um so just right. kind of so build your community yes. build your build your support network yeah and, and um, realize that fear is primal but we can, we can work through it. So Definitely. yeah, I like that a lot. I like Life that is a lot. about building relationships. And, and if you try and go it alone, then you will drown. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. We're not. Yes. Okay. So mm -hmm. I, I have a couple of rapid fire questions that I like to ask everybody. So are you up for it? I'm up for it. All right. No so fear. the first, I always ask people if they have a mantra or some sort of vision statement. And if, if you do, could you share it? Um, I mean, that was, that was pretty much it. Uh, do it afraid. Um, ah, okay. I and, like it. 
yeah, um, I, uh, I did, uh, I did outward bound, um, uh, a bunch of years ago and I, you know, I'm not a social person, uh, but you know, my, my, <laughs> my boss at the time, she said, Hey, you know, I think you should do it. I said, all right, what the heck? <laughs> and, uh, it was an educator expedition. You know, I was out, uh, canoeing 60 miles from the Potomac with a bunch of strangers and, mm -hmm. uh, had a young child at home and, uh, I just did it every single day and I grew so much. So yeah, do it afraid. I like it. I like it. I'm going to put that on my wall. Okay. Another question that I like, this is my, probably my favorite question to ask people. What is the most audacious failure you've had? And like, what's your favorite personal failure basically? Uh, well, having 26 different jobs, <laughs> um, I used to be, uh, I, I mean, I still am. I used to be really introverted. Um, but I decided that uh, if I made my livelihood uh, based on me uh, putting myself out there, then that would help me overcome my shyness. So I sold rainbow vacuum cleaners. I oh, was a my. talent scout for a, um, a modeling agency. Um, and I had to go walk up to attractive people in college campuses. And I had to try and sell, you know, $3,000 vacuum cleaners back in the, you know, I guess, 90s. Um, so yeah, I am not a salesman, uh, and uh, I had yeah I had to knock on doors in some pretty bad neighborhoods, and I had off-duty police officers answer the door with their hand on their gun, asking me oh out when the sun was going down. So uh, yeah, and I would sit in my car and I would force myself to get out and at least knock two doors, but um, that was probably my wow. most audacious failure is trying to be a salesman. There you go. And, but you learn from it and you, and you take those experiences and embed it into who you are. And yeah, I mean, fear, you know, you faced your fear. Yeah. And you, and, so, you know, and when you think it. about it, standing in front of a group of, um, you know, children, uh, high schoolers with, uh, with learning challenges, you really have to sell it. So, you know, yeah. I learned how to be that vocal, you know, um, put on a show for them. But, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, hawk uh, um, vacuum cleaners or, or cable TV. I'm trying to teach, you know, I'm trying to sell them education, which is something right. I believe in. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next one is, on those days where I'm sure you feel overwhelmed, especially because you do so many things, right? Mm -hmm. How do you overcome that stickiness or that feeling of just, oh, too much? Um, I just think about... Um, how I've made it this far. Um, I have a, on the, on the um, door of my door frame of my classroom, I have this silhouette of a head and uh, inside are all these different affirmations. And uh, one of them honestly is they haven't fired me yet. <laughs> and um, you know, uh, I, my, my paycheck is still signed every two weeks. They haven't fired me yet. I did it before I can do it again. All the, right. all those different things. So I kind of look at my past history and, you know, hey, I'm here and I have an office and, you know, they made me the coordinator and, you know, I'm an adjunct uh, professor for CCBC and, you know, I have a 14, 14 year old son that, you know, got a scholarship to Curly and mm -hmm. I must be doing something right. So I just kind of look at my track record and think, okay, you know, somebody believes in me, I guess I should believe in myself. So what, you know, what in psychology, that's what we do with people is we have them look at the evidence mm -hmm. to, you know, because sometimes our feelings, our emotions 
that is not evidence, right? right? So, so I like what you're doing. I like that you're looking at true evidence um, as you're looking through your life's goals and your opportunities. And I, that's something I think if more people did it, they, they would feel more accomplished, you know? Oh, because, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? Um, you know, we get lost in these, like you said, we get lost in these feelings and feelings aren't real. Yeah. Um, but, you know, try to get a hormonal teenager to understand yeah. that, that feeling. Yeah, that well, real. they're all amygdala, baby. Um, yeah, they're yeah. all amygdala. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what advice or suggestions would you have for somebody who might want to go in to your field doing what you're doing right now? Run, save, save yourself, <laughs> get out while you can. Um, no, seriously, it's, you know, uh, um, so uh, be flexible, um, be open-minded. Um, things are not always going to work out. Uh, so you need to have a backup for your backup for your backup. And um, think about what you want as the end result. Um, I, you know, one of, the, one of the courses I've taught in the past has been assessment. And I tell my students, um, you know, you really have to figure out what you're trying to assess before you design an assessment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, what do you want as the end result of your labors as you're teaching? Um, so sometimes planting a seed is, is all that you can do. So if right. you're okay with that, then, you know, go for it. But if you want, you know, perfect results every single time, if you want to see the light bulbs over every single head, um, then you're going to be frustrated and you're going to burn out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So seek validation from the experience the process rather Mm -hmm. than what we hope is the result, but yeah, that's cool. So how can people find you, Eric? I know you're up at the Highland school is, you know, anything else you want to um, I'm at the Highland School. Hopefully, um, I'll be uh, I'll be doing a couple courses uh, for CCBC, probably uh, certification and recertification courses for reading. Okay. All right. Well, you know, you keep me posted, and I will definitely keep the audience apprised of your whereabouts. Absolutely. Um, anything else you want to share before we bring this to a close? Um, I wanted to talk about uh, something that, you know, that I've been kind of doing, uh, especially as things wind down, um, you know, something that's, you know, not really, you know, tangible that you can put a grade on, but, um, you know, you can call it lots of different things that we call it here at the Highlands. Um, we call it employability, uh, but, you know, we're, basically we're talking about soft skills. And I know that um, soft skills are, are something that's, you know, kind of the, one of the buzzwords now. Um, so hard skills are, you know, keyboarding and, you know, computer programming and things like that. But, but soft skills are being able to work, you know, in a team, being able to communicate, being able to problem solve and think critically and things like that. Um, so we do a lot of that here and um, it's difficult to teach, but I think it's really, really important. Um, there, especially in, in, in higher education, um, you know, you can, teach people to regurgitate facts and things like that, right. but if they can't work in a team, if they can't communicate, you know, they can read off of a PowerPoint, but if they don't understand their audience, the, if the you know, the PowerPoint might, might, might not be designed for the people that they're actually standing in front of. So uh, right. just getting people to understand that and develop those, those soft skills, I guess, um, maybe back in the day, it, you know, used to be emotional intelligence and things like that, but, um, yeah, I, I just really think that that's important. 
uh, kind of going along with that is um, also, you know, we you talked about it earlier was was mindset, you know, the the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. Um, a lot of my students, you know, we have to work on changing that mindset because right. they're so used to failing. They're so used right. to, you know, people telling them they can't do something. Right. So, um, yeah, and it's all tied into, you know, what you're all about, which is, you know, the executive functions right. uh, and just understanding you know, how you fit into the world and how your brain works and how your brain works with other people's brains. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating and it's really rewarding. Um, yeah, so, very much so anywhere where I can be involved in that is where I will show up. Excellent. Me too. Awesome. Absolutely. And that's why, that's why I love talking with people because we're just building this community of resources and and reinforcing the idea that nobody has it all together all the time. Nobody. Right. You know, and everybody needs a mentor. Everybody needs to know where to find resources, how to ask questions. And, and remembering that if you have a good memory, if you have a good working memory, that's a great tool to learning information, but it is not learning itself. Right. So, um, you know, those old school ways of teaching aren't going to cut it in the real world because you have to be able to take your information, synthesize it quickly and make a decision, you know, yeah. or extend. So I'm I, with was, you. I was just looking at um, some research uh, earlier today, said that the uh, attention span of people has dropped from 12 seconds to eight seconds now based yeah. on, you know, this digital literacy yeah. and the internet and, and you yep. know, all this all this stuff. Um, so, you know, we have to be able to grab, you know, the students, the learners um, a lot quicker. We have to be yeah. able to entertain them and, and keep their attention. And like you said, you know, we can't do the rote memorization anymore. Yeah. And, 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 and kill. Right. And the cognitive control, mm -hmm. we have a limited amount. And every time you have to think, make a decision about whether to turn on an electronic, even if you don't, you're giving a little bit of your power away a little bit of your willpower so to speak away so yeah yeah it, that is probably one of the biggest challenges because you can't really go cold turkey from technology anymore you mm -hmm. know look at us we're we're communicating on zoom this is going right. to go on a podcast people are going to listen to it on a device so mm -hmm. you know teaching people how to set those boundaries is very 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 important for brain health for life harmony for everything and it's a challenge. It's a challenge we deal with every single day. Certainly yep. is. Yes. So, yep. Well, thank you so, so much for spending part of your day with me. I, I really appreciate it. And I, def my pleasure. I definitely want to bring you back and pick your brain on those, um, you know, language processing issues, because a lot of people do some, even the people who sometimes work with kids mm -hmm. who have language processing issues, don't fully understand what they are. So look, people out there, look forward to an upcoming episode where we do a deeper dive of those. Um, and again, Eric, um, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today and, and we'll, we will see you very soon. All right, no problem. Thank you very much. For more information, you can find us on Twitter or Facebook at Brain Cog Coach, or visit our website at braincogcoach.com. 
I'll see you next time and make it a great day.